Well, of course, I promise you that we are going to be linking up with the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain with myself, Muhammad Zain Machit. And uh, Q&A now, SMS is on the number 47913. That is with all your queries. And of course, I've already seen all the questions that has already come through already. So we will be getting to those. First and foremost, let me welcome on the line none other than the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Wa alaikum as wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khairan, brother Muhammad Zain. Barakallahu feekum. MashaAllah, how's Mufti keeping? Alhamdulillah, and the weather here is excellent, Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah, Alhamdulillah. Mufti, going straight into our first question, it says, I made a huzal after my seventh day of khayd, but I noticed a light brown color that comes down. Does this mean I should make a new huzal, or can I continue as is, Mufti? Bismillahi rahmani rahim Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem, amma bad. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of this universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If your habit was previously six days, seven days, and now you have it ghusl on the seventh day, and then you had this brown discharge, then according to the Shafi'is, you continue, and that is istihada, because according to the Shafi'is, you will work with Tamiz bil alwan, you will take into consideration the different colors, and that brownish one will not be really considered as menses. However, according to Hanafis, whether it's brownish, yellowish, whatever, so all that will be menses. So if you are following the Hanafi school, it will be considered as your menses, and the Shafi'is will consider it as istihada. She can indeed. Uh, our SMS number 47913. Do send us your questions to the number 47913. And remember, uh, SMSs are charged at 150. The voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Next question it says, uh, Mufti, should I decide to perform my Fard Salah at home? Must I make Adhan again after listening to the Adhan on the radio? Abdullah the Masood radiallahu ta'ala anu, one of the great muftis of this ummah used to say, Azan ul hayi yakfina, the Azan of the town, of the place is sufficient for us. So if for some reason, brother, obviously the men should try and read their salat in the masjid, but sometimes it happens you read at home, you can hear the azan at home, so there's no need for you to give the azan. If you're reading alone, then you just read. If you are reading with your wife or children, then you just get, tell them to give the iqama, you tell your son to give the iqama, and you make the imamat, it's fine, no azan required. Shikhan Mufti, please advise, what are the family supposed to do if a Muslim daughter marries a Christian man in court, or how should we treat her? First and foremost, we must know it is not permissible for any Muslim lady to marry any non-Muslim man. This is enshrined clearly in the Noble Quran, Surah 60, Surah Mumtahina, verse number 10. La hunna hillullahum wa la hum yahilluna lahun. So it is not permissible either way for a non-Muslim man to marry a Muslim lady or for a Muslim lady to marry a non-Muslim man. So even if they're registered in court, they're living in sin, the children are all illegitimate, you, the family, should go and speak to her and tell her she must separate or unless that person embraces Islam and then you perform a nikah. If she's stubborn and obstinate, then you must excommunicate her, totally boycott her, and have nothing to do with her. Shukran indeed. Now, Mufti, there seems to be a lot of confusion around halal commercially slaughtered chicken in particular. Are we supposed to refrain as Muslims uh, 
from this? Three rules we should understand in the light of Quran and Sunnah. Almighty Allah, Jalla in the noble Quran tells us, Ya Yuannas, Kulu Mimma Fil Ardi Halal Ad O you human beings, that eat from that which is pure and wholesome. So, yeah, Almighty Allah is addressing all the people. Surah Baqarah, chapter number 2, verse number 168. And then Almighty Allah addresses the Muslims. Ya ladina amanu. O you who believe, min Consume that which is wholesome and pure from that what we gave you. Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 172. Second one is, if there is doubt in anything, then remember we must abstain and refrain. Refrain is an authentic hadith in Tirmidhi. Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, and addressed his beloved grandson, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu, leave that in which there is no doubt, and you know, leave that in which there is doubt, and offer that in which there is no doubt. So it shows anything doubtful also we should stay away. And third one, you know today all the problems that are going. When people tell you they are slaughtering 300,000 chickens per day and so forth. So humanly also is not possible. So therefore we say it's not permissible to consume this type of chicken. Well, we're not taking calls this evening, but we are indeed taking your SMSs on 47913. That is 47913. All your questions, you just heard there, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussaini with myself, Muhammad Zain Machi. The program Q&A on The Voice of the Cape and 91.3 FM On to our next question Mufti uh, Lady says I'm pregnant And my husband wanted me to go for an abortion Or leave him He have uttered the word divorce More than 10 times And now he says that we're not divorced Because he didn't utter it in Arabic What must I do? Obviously, you and your husband are divorced, totally finished now, irrespective of which language he has uttered it. And remember, he just wants to use you, so you must separate totally from him. If it is your house, you must evict him and tell him to go away. You can't be keeping him under the same roof. And secondly, never listen to him regarding the abortion, because when a lady goes for abortion and termination of pregnancy, then in Islam that is tantamount to murder and killing. So therefore, you and your husband are totally haram now on one another, and you continue with your iddat, and the iddat will be that delivery of the baby. So in that way, then once the day you give birth to the baby, then you are free totally from his clutches. Now, my parents have allowed my younger sister to date like they allowed me to date when I was younger. Um, please, this is falling on, the ro- falling on deaf ears. I know I was wrong, even if my parents allowed it. There is so much tension as they will not listen, even though they know my siblings and I fell pregnant. Can Mufti please give some advice? It is very, very sad indeed when the parents saw one of their daughters dating and she fell pregnant and yet they have not taken a lesson from that. And now the other daughter also, they give her the chance. In Islam, we must remember whether it's a son or whether it's a daughter. There is no such thing as dating, courting, smooching and all these things here. Quran Kareem is clear. Wala muttakhidina akhdan for boys. Wala muttakhidati akhdan for the girls. So no boyfriend, girlfriend business in Islam. And as parents, remember you are shirking your responsibility. The Quran Kareem says, Ya yuwal ladina amanu ku anfusakum wa ahalikum nara. 
Oh, you believe in this context addressing the parents, save yourself and save your children from the fire. So parents, what you are doing definitely unacceptable. You, sister, make special dua for your parents and your siblings. She can indeed, uh, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussain. Now, next question, Mufti, it says, can we follow Imam Shafi'i in certain uh, situations and then another madhab in another situation, Mufti? If a person normally was following the Shafi school, so you continue following the Shafi school, but if there is absolute need and necessity, now is Hajj season, people are going for Umrah, they're going for Hajj, and you know, according to the Shafi is, if you touch the male, or the male touches you skin to skin, even by accident, then the Huzu will break, then you follow the Hanafi school because of need, necessity, so that's a different issue, is permissible. But if we start picking and choosing certain things I choose of the Shafi school, certain things of the Hanafi school, certain things of the Maliki Amali school, that is not permissible. Then it means we are following our base desires. And Quran Karim states that Have you seen that person who has made his desires his God? So definitely that is not permissible. Shikam Mufti, now Mufti, is my nikah still valid when my husband haven't paid maskavi or um, dowry as per the contract a year after the nikah? Example, 5,000 rand was uh, dowry at 200 rand per month. Is the nikah still valid? The nikah is valid, but what your husband is doing, he wants to play free of charge. You must <laughs> tell him no pay, no play. So now he agreed to 5,000 rand, so that is the maskawi, the mahar. So he has to pay that amount every month. And remember, if you don't pay, you can take him to court also Islamically, because it is the right of the wife, and that is what he agreed upon. So every husband makes sure that you pay your mahar, whether it is cash or whether it is deferred and installment, but your nikah sister is still valid. Shukran indeed, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussain, inshallah Mufti, we're going to leave the questions there for now, uh, we'll contact Mufti again after Maghrib, that should be at around about just before 10 to inshallah, until then, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Well, we're going to start uh, straight into our next question. Uh, it says, uh, Mufti, is it, when is it permissible for a person not to make salah and is it true that Allah forgives all people that does not make salah? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Salat is compulsory right till our last breath. You know, Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi sallam said, whilst Nabi sallallahu alayhi sallam was in the fatal illness, as-salah, as-salah, wa ma malakat aymanukum. So to say that the old people or sickly people don't have to read salat is totally incorrect. And every Muslim person who is sane and mature, male or female, must perform their five daily salat on time. Now, Mufti, I would like to know if it is permissible for a female to cut her hair and donate to a charity. Also, is it permissible to shave the head to support cancer patients? There's an authentic hadith in Sunan Nasai, Naha Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam an tahliqal mar'atu ra'asaha. Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prohibited the lady from shaving the hair and that definitely is haram and not permissible. 
Secondly, for the lady to cut her hair and say that now she is donating it to the cancer patients or whatever, that also will not be permissible. The cause is good, but the method you are adopting is not right. So what you should rather do is this, tell them that this is your 50 rand or 100 rand or whatever contribution you want to make. So that is how you should go about it. 47913, that is our SMS number. Simply punch in your, you basically type up your question and you send it to 47913. Next question says, uh, can Mufti please explain how a Mu'alima can give permission to someone to go into the Quran? I don't understand. <laughs> Maybe what they mean is the Mu'alima, the teacher who's teaching Quran, is teaching the students how to go into the Quran. The way I understand the question is this. That then they have what they call the istikhara, istikhara of the Quran, that they read this verse, this verse, and turn so many pages. Remember, this is not permissible in Islam. We cannot use the Quran Sharif for taking out fortune telling and all these type of things. So that is how I understood the question. Now, Mufti, my husband and I are separated for a year now. The reason for this is he's addicted to mix it and all sorts of porn sites. Due to his addiction, uh, we lost our house and I have been separated ever since. He made contact after a year and wants to make up because I didn't love him anymore and will never trust him ever again. I don't want to take him back. My question I want to ask is, is our marriage still valid? Shukran and a blessed Jumar. Jazakallah khair and sister for all the du'as. Yes, your marriage is still valid, although one year you are estranged to one another and you have all the rights. So what you need to do is go to the MJC or any of the senior local ulama and imams and tell them you are applying for a fasakh and for annulment of the marriage and these are the valid grounds you have and then they can annul the marriage because your husband is not maintaining you he's more interested in other women on the porn sites and so many other reasons you can mention so then they will annul the marriage for you you can indeed four seven nine one three that is our sms number next question regarding zakah can mufti please advise can zakah be given to your children who are struggling and your sisters and brothers or nephews mufti Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla in Surah Tawbah chapter number 9 verse number 60 Almighty Allah mentions the eight categories of people who can receive zakat Remember for the parents to give zakat to their children, grandchildren, definitely not permissible. Similarly for children, grandchildren to give their parents or grandparents not permissible. Yes, to give your brothers, sisters, uncle, aunties, nephews, nieces, all that is permissible with two conditions. One, they must be Muslim and second, they must be poor and needy, then you can give them. Next question, Mufti. Can Mufti please give some benefits for the recitation of Surah Kaf? And also, are there anything written in Hadith when it is the best time to recite Surah Kaf? Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in an authentic Hadith in, in, in Sunan Nasai, Man qara'a surat al-kahfi yawm al-jumu'ah adha'a lahu min al-nur ma'a bain al-jumu'atain Whosoever reads Surah Kahf on a Friday, so that's tonight, after Maghrib, after Isha, or tomorrow morning, anytime, and you read it, Almighty Allah would bless that person with nur and effulgence and light from one Friday to the next Friday. Imagine one hour, one day, we don't have electricity, A and C, and no current takes place. Then remember, we have all the big problems. Tomorrow, on the day of Qiyamah, we must and beg Allah for the light. 
Rabbana atmim lana noorana. Oh Allah, complete and perfect for us the noor for us, Ya Allah. Waghfir lana and forgive us. Innaka ala kulli shayin qadir. Indeed, you have all the power over everything. So yes, all the listeners of Voice of the Cape, please, we beg you, we appeal to you tonight, tomorrow, read Surah Al-Kahf, and all Allah will bless us with abundant noor and light and effulgence. Amen, inshallah. Now, Mufti, my niece's husband passed on. Is her father-in-law haram for her after the Idda is over? Can she still stay at the in-law's uh, house? Once a lady is married to ABC and now the husband passes away, so remember the daughter-in-law and the father-in-law, they are not strangers to one another. They are what we call mahram. She, he will become her mahram. And yes, they can live in that house together, meaning that they can stay there. She don't have to move out. But if they are totally alone, the father-in-law and daughter-in-law, and Allah forbid that the father-in-law might have, you know, bad intentions or something like that, then definitely the daughter, the daughter-in-law should move out. But from a fatwa point of view, remember the father-in-law is mahram and he can stay there with the daughter-in-law and the daughter-in-law can stay there. Shukran Mufti. Now, Salam, we have a son that is very rude. What can we do about this, Mufti? The best thing you must do is you, the father, mother, should be the role model, the example for him. Secondly, you might be good, but you're owning the TV, daytime, nighttime, all the time. He listens and he sees all that there. And now the children, when they see, then they want to experiment. And third one, continue making dua. Surah 46, Surah Ahqaf, verse number 15. Surah chapter 46, Surah Ahqaf, verse 15. You, beloved father, beloved mother, for that wonderful child of yours, read, وَأَسْلِحْ لِي فِي ذُرِّيَّتِي Oh, Almighty Allah, bring about reform, piety, goodness in our children, and start ta'aleem in your house. Read Riyadhul Salihin, the Hadith Kitab. Allah will bring a great change in that home, inshallah. Shukran, indeed. Our number 47913, we're not taking calls this evening, but uh, normally, generally, we'll take a few calls off air, but uh, this evening we're not taking calls, but you can simply SMS us your, your question to the number 47913, answering all of your questions. That is none other than the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. And of course, you're listening to The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Now, married a woman with two kids, Mufti. Is it my responsibility to perform Qurban for those children? Remember, according to all four schools, there is no Qurbani for minor children. And if these children are grown up, then too, it is not your responsibility that you have to worry of their Qurbani. You, brother, you married the lady, so remember that you worry of your Qurbani. Your wife makes her Qurbani, or you pay for her, and you inform her that's fine. All the expenses of those two children... That must be paid for by her, by the children's father, by her ex-husband. Shukran Mufti. Next one is a toilet story. It says, Mufti, when we enter a public toilet, do you enter the toilet with the left foot? And should you enter the uh, same with the cubicle that you go into as well? And is talking aloud inside such a place, Mufti? Whether it's a public toilet, a private public toilet, it's magnificent. It doesn't <laughs> make a difference, you know. 
So it is the same thing. So you enter with the left leg, you come out with the right leg. Before entering, you say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-khubuthi wal-khaba'ith. Oh, Almighty Allah, you protect me from the male and the female jinnat because we can't see them. So we take a weapon with us, and our weapon is the dua, so no harm comes to us. And when you come out, the authentic hadith that you say, Ghufranak, oh Allah, you cover me in the toilet. I went, so I had to open my private part and so forth. But it must not happen that I'm outside and then I'm disgraced. So look at the beauty of the dua, Ghufranak, oh Allah, that you cover and conceal me. Now, are you allowed to speak in the toilet? No, you're not allowed to speak. But if that public toilet gets on fire or something, then you better speak. (laughs) Otherwise, the last time you go to the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Shukran, indeed. Mufti, on to our next question. A lady wants to know what document uh, does a woman need to marry again? Remember, you don't really need any document if your husband divorced you and now you completed the iddat. And in that case, there you are out of that person's nikah. Now you want to marry another person. So once you've got witnesses, that will suffice. If you don't have witnesses, then you have a document from the imam or somebody that they say that this husband divorced this lady and now her iddat is finished. Then after that, you can marry that person. The second person is fine. No problem. 91.3 FM, The Voice of the Cape, our SMS line number 47913. Next question, it says, Salam, Mufti, I lost my son a week ago. I don't know how to deal with the pain. What do I, can I recite to ease the sadness? We'll get a comment from Mufti for the sad person after this. Hey mom, so it's 8am on a Saturday morning and your hubby is complaining about a sore tooth? Your son has a cold and needs a doctor? Not forgetting your daughter who needs her makeup and hair done. And all this by 1pm? What do you do? Don't worry mom, we've got you covered. Visit Flambo's Convenience Center and find a doctor, dentist and a salon. And you can fill your car on our forecourt. Find us on the corner of Francie Fanzel and Kendort Road in Paro. Convenience at its best. Shopping is rewarded Value for your money indeed Quality is guaranteed Join Winner Supermarket for unbelievable specials Like 1 litre giant smoothies for only 4 Rand 99 400 grams Kellogg's Rice Krispies for only 23 Rand 99 and 750 grams Dersot's Mayonnaise for only 15 Rand 99. Find us in Lentafia Mitchell's Plain or call 021-372-1106. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to Q&A on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And of course, still taking your SMSs on the number 47913. The question we posed, Mufti, before the break, it says, I lost my son a week ago. I don't know how to deal with the pain. What do I, I can recite to ease the sadness, Mufti? May Almighty Allah Azza make it easy for you, dear father, dear mother. Always we take solace and lessons from the Quran Kareem and the Sunnah in Nabawiyah, the Sunnah of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
Let me give you some advice, my dear brother. Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, son, Ibrahim, Ibn Rasul, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 18 months old, and now he passes away, and Mustafa, alayhi wa sallam, is tearing. The Sahaba says, Wa anta ya Rasul Allah, O Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you also cry. Look at the wonderful words Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. That wa inna bi firaqika lamahzunun ya Ibrahim. We cry, O Ibrahim, because of your separation. A Muslim does not cry because of death. You are thinking of your child. How you used to talk to him. How you used to walk with him. How you used to kiss him. And Mustafa alayhi salam set the precedent for us. But we will not say any words that are not pleasing to Allah. So, my dear brother, you go to the Afrikaans Quran or English Quran translation, Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, and read verses 156, 157, and see what Almighty Allah says. Allah Ta'ala puts us to a test. Sometimes we lose our prophet, sometimes we lose our shop, sometimes we lose our children, our parents. وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ Give glad tidings to those who exercise patience. أَلَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبًا قَالُوا That when the calamity befalls them, they say, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْرَاجِعُونَ So first thing, brother, you must exercise patience and say, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْرَاجِعُونَ This child of yours will intercede for you and your wife, the mother, on the day of justice, inshallah. A woman lost her baby and she was crying. Nabi alayhi salam told her the hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Ittaqillah was barbiri. She said, Ya Rasulallah, it's so difficult, meaning that you don't know. I just lost my child. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa said, As-sabru in the sadmatil ula. That sabr comes when you make it initially. After five years, ten years, everybody has sabr. What should you read, my dear brother? Read Surah 14, verse 41. رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُمُ الْحِسَابِ You are making dua for yourself, for your parents, for your son, for all the believers. So that will give you solace, give some charity, and say, Oh Allah, I accept your decree, and Allah will make it easy for you. We also will make dua for your beloved son. I mean, inshallah, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Husseini on the voice of the Capes <laughs> Q&A. And do remember our SMS line number 47913. For any questions, you SMS it to 47913. SMSs are charged at 150. This question, Mufti, it says, uh, why is it that gambling uh, is even just visiting Grand West, which is a casino, why is it that it's haram to even just visit there, Mufti? Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla teaches us in Surah 5, Surah Ma'idah, verse 2, وَلَا تَعَوَنُوا عَلَى الْإِثْمِ وَالْأُدْوَانِ Do not cooperate and assist in sin and transgression. You are admitting that gambling is haram and not permissible. So I will ask you the same question, though why do you want to go near there? When you go near there, then tomorrow you will go nearer and nearer, or you will start buying the popcorn there, then you will buy the cool drink there, and then we will say that let us go and see this human being, curiosity is always there. So Islam, when it tells us, stay away from something, Quran says, وَلَا تَقْرَبُ zina." Don't even go near fornication. So all places of vices, that why we say don't even go near the pub or the bar. Because tomorrow the person will want to go inside. So similarly with the gambling dens, all these casinos, stay away from there. And what example will we be giving our children and so forth? 
Now, Mufti, if your mother becomes murtad, what is her status with the child? Because we know we should not cut family ties. But what happens in this case when the mother turns murtad? Allah forbid, Allah forbid, somebody's mother became a murtadda and apostate, she denounced Islam. You, the family, should get an imam, a sheikh, go and speak to her. And if she's obstinate and stubborn, then you have to sever ties and cut ties with her. Although she is your biological mother, but remember now she's turned an enemy of Almighty Allah, enemy of Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi So you sever ties with her totally and cry to Allah, Ya Allah, bring back our mother into the fold of Islam. But as long as she remains a murtadda, then you have to sever ties with her totally. Shikana Mufti, my parents are going through a hard time because my mom does everything a non-Muslim does. And if my father addresses her, she calls the police. She says she's a grown-up and no one can tell her what to do. In a case like that, the father is trying his level best to win over the wife, but the wife is not listening. In a case like that, my advice to you, brother, will be for one month, two months, don't even speak to her and so forth and tell her how you feel is your democratic right to call the police and so forth. Fine. The Quran Karim said, That I must separate ties with you. I don't have intercourse with you, no conjugal rights with you, nothing. And if she still doesn't listen, then you must remember you can divorce her. Give her one divorce. That is your Islamic right. And you can say that, no, I want a wife who will be a good role model for my children, who will be listening to me and so forth. So not a rebellious wife and disobedient one. So in that way, you will see how she will change her, her tactics and everything else quickly, inshallah. She can indeed, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, our SMS line number 47913. And of course, this is your favorite radio station, that being the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with myself, Muhammad Zain Majid. Now, a concerned Muslims, women do not do istinja at my work. A Muslim woman don't do istinja at my work, even though there's jugs. Please explain how important it is uh, as Muslims should be clean all the time and we'll get uh, some stinger advice for that person after this well we continue now with Q&A on the Voice of the Cape our SMS line number 47913 the Voice of the Cape of course you're listening to us on 91.3 FM question we pose Mufti before the break regarding the stinger it says a concerned Muslims women women they do not stinger at my work and even though there's jugs uh, can Mufti please explain how important it is as Muslims should always be clean Mufti Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla teaches us in the Noble Quran, Inna Allaha yuhibbut tawabin wa yuhibbul mutatwahirin. Verily, Almighty Allah loves those people who repent abundantly, and those people, Almighty Allah, love them who clean themselves thoroughly and properly. This is an integral part of our Iman and Islam, that we must clean ourselves inwardly, outwardly, everything. So when a lady or male goes and, you know, relieves themselves, stinja and cleaning oneself with water is compulsory. Now imagine the lady is working ABC place, and now they 
they don't want to do istinja, maybe they just use toilet paper or what have you. That is not acceptable in Islam. It will be imitating some people, some culture, beta, blank, banastank, you know. <laughs> so you must remember that, sister, that that is unacceptable. And imagine now after three hours, six hours, you're going to go home. So then what will happen then? So you must remember you have to make toba, repent, and all the salat you have must, all those qaza you have to read. Remember today in the Western schools, they say cleanliness is next to godliness. All this they took from Islam. Mustafa sallallahu said, At-tuhuru shatul iman, that cleanliness is half the iman. Inna Allah nazifun yuhibbun nazafa. The hadith in Tirmidhi, Almighty Allah is very, very clean and loves cleanliness. Shukran, indeed, it's a dry cleaners, Mufti. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mufti, next question. If a drug merchant give money to you and once you receive it, uh, does it become halal? Can Mufti please explain? Also, can a merchant donate it to the mosque for a carpet? As it is said that he took from the community, so he must return those stuff to the community as well. Yeah, there are two, three different issues. Number one, if the drug merchant comes to our shop and he wants to buy shoes or blankets or whatever else, so and he buys it and he goes away, for you, the shopkeeper, so all that will be permissible. Where he got his income, all that, you don't have to ask the question. So whether the lady is a prostitute or whether it is a drug merchant or whether he's a dakhar worker or whatever, so that we don't have to ask. But when it comes to our madrasa, when it comes to our masjid, when it comes to the things that we associate with our places of worship, now we know X, Y, Z person is a drug merchant, then you cannot accept his money. Inna Allah tayyibun la yakbalu illa tayyiba. Verily all mighty Allah is pure and clean, and Allah only accepts that which is pure. So what we should do, tell him, take all that money and give it out to the poor and the needy Muslim or non-Muslim, or send that money to Syria, Palestine, Egypt, where the people today don't have a square meal also. So that is what he should be doing. indeed, Mufti. Now, Mufti, am I allowed to perform Juma Salah in a Salahana, for example, in a shopping mall where I work? Remember that the best place to perform the Juma Salat is in a masjid, but if there are facilities in malls and all these type of places, and the Imam comes there, the, all the conditions are met there and so forth, then if you read Salat there, the Salat will be valid. But if you are asking me where will you get more reward, where is it better for you to go, then definitely we will say it's better for you to go to the masjid compared to the Muswalla, what you call Salat Khana or Jamaat Khana. No, Mufti, is it appropriate for people to shout and make a noise when listening to the the Quranic recitation? Uh, I find it disrespectful and uh, contradictory to what the Quran is actually telling us to do. 100% your sentiments are echoed by myself. The Qari is reading about Jahannam, he's reading about some punishment and all these things. The people, 90%, don't understand the Arabic language, the message of the Quran, and they're saying, Allah, Subhanallah, MashaAllah. Brother, you sing MashaAllah for Jahannam? You sing SubhanAllah? 
So this is a sad situation today. The problem is that the Qirat today, I don't say all, but many a time has become a form of entertainment. And the public are the spectators there now. So who can pull the longest? And then they have competition and these type of things. So that definitely is not the way. See what Quran says. وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا سَمِعُوا مَا أُنزَلَ لِلرَّسُولِ تَرَى أَعْيُنَهُمْ تَفِيدُ مِنَ الدَّمْ Subhanallah. In Africa, this incident took place, and the verse was revealed to Mustafa sallallahu in Medina Munawwara, that when they heard the Qur'an yeah, in Ethiopia, Najashi and them, Ja'far radiallahu read Surah Maryam, the tears were rolling down, and then they realized the Qur'an is the speech of Allah. They, and then they embraced Islam. So that should be the impact, where the tears are rolling down, where we come nearer and closer. Don't make it like a soccer match or some spectator thing. That definitely is unacceptable. And more so, we distort the meaning. The person is speaking of Jahannam or reading of Jahannam, and we're making subhanallah. So that is ironical, you know. Shukran indeed. Uh, the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussaini on the voice of the Cape. Next question, it says, Salam, is abalone, or as we call it, perlamun diving or, or dealing in it, is it permissible, Mufti? If the government allows it and all this type of thing and that, so what is the law there? If they allow it, that is fine. If they don't allow it, then obviously we should must abstain from it. Shukran indeed. Now, next question. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. My dad passed away a few weeks ago unexpectedly. My mom is a pensioner. Who is responsible for paying of the debts uh, of my dad? If your father, Rahimahullah, Allah give him Jannatul Firdaus, you, the sons, the family, should read Surah 14, verse 41. Rabbana filli waliwalidayya walil mu'minina yawma yakumul hisab. If he left an estate money in the bank and so forth or wherever at home, then the estate must pay the debts of the deceased. And if father passed away and he didn't have much, then you, the sons, you should take the responsibility. Remember, this is a hadith giving us a strong, strong warning in Tirmidhi in Musnad Ahmad. Nafsul mu'mini mu'allaqatun biduyunihi hatta tukza anhu. The life of a Muslim, my father, your father, whoever, that they will not enter Jannah until and unless the debts are paid. So therefore, you, the sons, I urge you that it is your father after all. Find out what he owes and pay all the creditors ASAP as soon as possible. Shukran indeed. Now, Mufti, is it permissible for females to make masaha with cotton or woolen socks or must it be leather only? If you are speaking mother, sister, or brother about the normal socks we wear, the cotton ones and so forth, nylon ones, then that is not permissible. It must be leather or synthetic leather and waterproof and so forth. So these are the conditions for masa al-al-hufayn, for the masa on the leather sock or synthetic sock. Mufti, is artificial insemination allowed in Islam if the egg and sperm is both from the husband and the wife? As a last resort, it will be permissible. The couple are trying for five, ten years, no sparks flying, nothing happening there. So now they go for artificial insemination, the sperm of the husband, the egg of the wife, then it's permissible. But I will still add one point, my brother, sister, husband, wife, read Surah 21, Surah Ambiya, verse 89. Surah 21, verse 89, the dua of Nabi Zakaria, alayhi salam, Rabbi la tazarni farda. Oh, Almighty Allah, don't leave me alone. You are the best one to grant aid, O Allah. 
And if you can wake up the Hajjud time or other time, read abundant istighfar, astaghfirullah, 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 rabbi min kulli dhambin wa tubu When a person, nation makes istighfar, Quran mentions the virtues, yumdidukum bi amwalu wa banin, Allah will let your wealth increase, Allah will bless you with children. So try all that as well, and you try the artificial insemination, inshallah. Inshallah. Next question, Lady Oscar Mufti, please, please, shed some light on this dream. She says, during the month of Ramadan, my daughter dreamt of Nabi Isa. Uh, that was after Fajr. And when she woke up, she was in tears. Nabi Isa was sitting at a table and there was other people sitting around the table dressed in hijab, females in Parda. He offered her to come and sit and pointed towards her head, meaning that she must first uh, had to cover her head. She went back to the table and he made space for her. Can Mufsi please maybe shed some light on this dream? Alhamdulillah, if you saw this dream, it is Bishara, Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad said Ru'ya and dreams are three types. Some are Bushra, great tidings, good news. This dream, if you saw it as you mentioned, then it's a good dream. And some dreams are Tahdithun Nafs, and that is a psychological, we're thinking of somebody, something, and then we see it in the, in the dream. Third one is Takhwifu Shaitan. The Shaitan is a terrorist, so he terrifies us, nightmares. Now let us analyze the dream. You saw a Nabi, a mighty messenger of Almighty Allah, Nabi Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. So that's excellent. <laughs> then the message, he told you about the hijab and he told you about the scarf. So it means, sister, you must be very particular, meticulous about your dressing. Do not let your hair and all that be exposed. Surah 33, verse 59 will guide you. Surah 33, Surah Ahzab, verse 59. And third thing, that he was inviting you and the other ladies eat. From there we learn the lesson. Anbiya alayhi salam are always generous and inviting people and giving them food and so forth. So three lessons there for you. Number one, about hijab and about modesty. Number two, that be, be generous. And number three, that keep good company. You were in the company of great, great people and a great messenger of Almighty Allah. So these are the lessons you should deduce from this. Shikani Mufti. Now, the following Buddha, he will have another wife. He says, Salam, I want to marry another wife, but my current wife say, no. So what's the procedure now, Mufti? Uh, the procedure is this, one man, one vote. <laughs> so you would make uh, all throw play, you know, all this gold, you know. So you're going to make trouble there because now what's going to happen is that this wife will shout you, the new wife will shout you, and then you'll be crying. So why you want to create all these problems there? Your wife has treated you well, you've got no problems, you've got children. Read, ya wadud, ya wadud, and the spark will come back in your marriage. And you, sister, that you also read, Rabban. Now, Mufti, I'm naming my son. I would like to ask Mufti, what is uh, his take on the following? It is Islamically, is it Islamically permissible? My concern is most if it is a strong Muslim name. The name is Ibrahim Abu Bakr. 
Remember, if you keep two names, like Ibrahim, Abu Bakr, it's fine. As long as you, the father, the mother of the baby, the boy, are happy, it's fine. Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa said the hadith in Abu Dawood, innakum tud'awna yawm al-qiyamah bi asma'ikum wa asma'i abaikum. That on the day of justice, the day of qiyamah, you will be called by your name and by your father's name. فَأَحْسِنُوا أَسْمَاءَكُمْ So use good names. That's the only thing of this world we will take with to the year after inside Jannah. So Ibrahim, Abu Rahim, the compassionate father, Abu Bakr, said Abu Bakr Siddiq, radiallahu and the greatest person to walk on this earth after the prophets and messengers, alayhi salam. If you're happy with both names, fine. Otherwise, choose one of the two names. So whatever you negotiate, husband, wife, father, mother, is fine, Islamically, no problem. Then I'll try to read the following question because it's written in uh, shorthand. So please, when you SMS, type forward so that we are, it's able to, to read it very easily. But it says, uh, Salam Mufti, if the husband and wife get fussed by mutual agreement and after six months um, want to reconcile but the husband don't and the husband wants a house for himself, it should be sold. But uh, what if... If considered that the husband don't have a place to stay, but still don't want to reconcile, but want the house for itself. But if the imam said that the house must be sold because uh, both have 50%, uh, can't the joint house, they bought it together, and the title did show that 50% is in, is probably it belongs to both of them. What must they do, Mufti? Okay, yeah, let us look at the scenario. Husband, wife, head of Fasakh, and now after six months, the wife is prepared to reconcile, meaning a new nikah can be done, but the husband does not want to, so then nobody can force him. But the husband seems to have an ulterior motive here. He's saying now nah, he wants the whole house. That is haram. You can't take the whole house when the whole of the house is on both name, 50-50%. So you will have three options there. Option number one is if the wife stays there, then you pay half rental to the husband. The rental is 3,000 rand, so you pay 1,500 rand to the husband. Or if the husband stays there, then he pays the rental to the wife. So you got that option there. Second option is this, that you sell the house and then the money, you share it 50-50. And third option is this, that you go to the children and tell one of the children that they must buy it and it will stay in the family. So in that way, the children can still use it and so forth. So these are the options available. But for you, the ex-husband, to demand you want the house, you want the house, you don't want the wife, ex-wife, so that is haram, you can't do that. You'll be usurping and stealing the rights of your ex-wife. Shukran Mufti, now what do I do as a parent uh, with my child got married and the spouse left twice within eight months? First excuse was confused and then the second one was unhappiness. Um, meeting the nikah had happened with three, within three months. There's a baby on the way now and my child lived by me and spouse by the spouse's family. Both is unhappy in the marriage. What do we do as parents, Mufti? Seeing that your wife is all expecting and you know you do have another child or other children, so my advice to you in this case was reconciliation is the best, but you need to address and redress the problems as well. 
there are certain problems. How can she go away or he go away and so forth? And then, you know, you don't see eye to eye. Marriage means husband and wife are together. If she goes for a holiday one, two weeks to her family's place, it's fine. But, yeah, it seems she just goes when she feels like. And to come with the story, I'm confused. You're not confused. You're blowing your fuses, sister. So you must remember that, that these are unacceptable things. So whether the brother is wrong or the wife is wrong, we don't know all the story. But my, story, my advice to both of you, come to your senses. There are children involved. And for the sake of the children, you should and must reconcile. Inshallah. Shukran indeed, Mufti. That concludes all our questions for this evening. Well, it wasn't everything that we, that, that was rather all the questions that we could answer. We still have about, I think about 80 questions left. But don't worry, we know that Mufti is leaving for Hajj next week. But I will arrange with Mufti in the week. We will record it so you will be able to listen to the answers to your SMSs. So shukran for all your questions. Mufti, that leaves us with about three minutes for some nasiha, inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. The first nasiha I give is, you know, sometimes I feel so sad after doing the Q&A with Voice of the Cape. Not with you, Muhammad Zain, or the Voice of the Cape, but the question. My sister became murtered, my mother became murtered, my brother became murtered. Now what is happening to this ummah? We are born Muslims, we embrace Islam, and then people just fly out of Islam. So dear brother, dear sister, I beg you, dear parents, I beg you, every one of us, learn this dua, read it daily. Surah 3, Surah Ali Imran, and verse number 8, Rabbana la tuzikhkulubana. Oh, beloved Allah, do not let our hearts get deviated. Ba'da idhadaytana. After you have given us this guidance in Islam, wahablana milladunka rahma. Oh, Allah, grant us from your side the special mercy. Wahablana milladunka rahma. Innaka antal wahhab. Oh, Allah, indeed, you are the best of givers. Surah 3, Surah Ali Imran verse 8 and read it abundantly every day make the dua Nabi Yusuf alayhi salam made the dua surah 12 verse 101 tawaffani muslima oh Allah let me die as a Muslim so it means I live with Islam and I die with Islam wa alhiqni bisaliheen and you join me with the pious people Allah forbid a person leaves Islam and he dies in that state his everlasting doom and gloom and jahannam the fire of hell Allah forbid so let us treasure and appreciate this wealth of iman and Islam that Allah has blessed us with. Number two, we can all listen and see that many times there's so much tension between husband and wife and so forth. Husband, wife, don't make the shaitan happy. The shaitan wants, Quran says, يُفَرِّقُونَ بِهِ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَزَوْجِي He wants to bring about a separation and divorce and fasakh and everything between husband and wife. So read, Ya Wadud, Ya Wadud. The husband and wife, the bodies are meeting, but the hearts are not meeting. Let the hearts meet. Read, Ya Wadud, Ya Wadud. Ya Allah, bring that love within husband and wife. Allahumma alif, alif, with the tajdeed, a shadda on the lamb. Allahumma alif bayna qulubina. Oh Allah, bring that unity and mahabba and love within our hearts, Ya Allah. And my third message, the ummah is bleeding. 
You all see on the TV, you read in the newspaper, you hear on the radio, what is happening in Syria, what is happening in Egypt, what is happening in other parts of the world. Oh, Ummat Muslimah, esteemed brothers, sisters, all oh, voice of the cave before we sleep, after Isha, whenever. Let us read at least two rakat salat. Take two rand, five rand, ten, twenty rand, and say at least I'm giving this to the Mujahideen. If you hear, I had brothers who went to Syria and they just came back, and they spent one, two hours here with me, and they said that some bodies and some martyrs, they could not even bury them. And after three days, when they went to bury them, then the fragrance was still emanating from them. Wala taqulu. Oh, Muslim, don't say, Lemay yuqtalu fi sabirillahi amwat. That those who have been killed in the path of Allah are dead. Nay, bal ahya'u wala killa tashurun. But they're alive. But you and me, ordinary mortals, you cannot understand it, Quran says. Therefore, pray for our ummah. The Almighty Allah keeps our faith intact, our marriages solid, our children the apple of our eye and the coolness of the eye. And Ya Allah, we know our Islam is written not in black and white, in black and red, the black ink of the honorable ulama and the red blood of our martyrs. Ya Allah, bless our martyrs and give victory to the Mujahideen throughout the world. Jazakallah khairan, brother Muhammad Zain. Yes, next week, Thursday, inshallah, we leave for Hajj, make dua for all of us, but we will record the program. And then, of course, was uh, the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. As I said, a big shukran to you for all your questions, your SMSs that came through. Whatever wasn't answered was close to about 80 questions. We will record those questions so you can stay tuned. And then next week, uh, Thursday, inshallah, we will definitely play back your questions on this show. Shukran to Nasan Maybach for pushing all the right buttons. And of course, most importantly, to you for tuning in. Stay tuned. We'll still be bringing you off. After Aisha, the live ticket broadcast here from the Voice of the Cape.